Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Busy Thanksgiving weekend. Not one, but two heat games to talk about. One of them much more entertaining than the other. Also, the matchup tonight with the Hornets team, the Grizzlies thump pretty soundly a week or so ago we'll discuss that and a little bit more i'm full of turkey but not full of baloney you are locked on grizzlies locked on grizzlies your daily memphis grizzlies podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day yeah everybody happy cyber monday to you and to yours welcome into locked on grizzlies i am peter edmiston thankful for all of you and thankful for that Thanksgiving uh, excursion away. Uh, I hope you'll forgive me for being away from the pod for a little bit, but had a lot of family fun, and I hope you did the same. Lots and lots and lots and lots of food. I've still got tons of turkey here. Uh, I would invite you guys over for leftovers, but uh, you know how it goes. I've got also got some desserts here, too. Pretty good stuff. Uh, I'm probably going to have gained mm, solid five. Is that, is that good for a weekend, gaining five pounds? doesn't feel that good. feels a little unhealthy. Uh, so we have lots to get into on the pod today. We'll talk about the two heat matchups. Really, you know, forgotten to the thrown to the wind a little bit because of the schedule was the incredible double overtime bizarro thriller up in uh, Philly. But you know, time doesn't really allow us to get too deeply into that one. That thing was was something else, though. Uh, and a little bit of a come down coming back to FedEx Forum Friday to see that particular heat game. Uh, the first of two, the one in Miami, a much more entertaining affair than the one restricted by minutes, limitations, and injuries, and all that stuff uh, that happened in FedEx Forum. We'll talk about that one first, uh, and then we'll get into the other one. Before we do the 3Q preview of the Hornets, uh, a team that the Grizzlies thumped and beat down pretty good uh, a week or so ago, one of the best the first half of that game, in which they scored 69 points, nice, uh, was probably the best offensive performance that we've seen from the Grizzlies in a long time. I mean, everything was just really clicking. Uh, so we're going to do all of that, and I'm going to give you a few little uh, interesting statistics as well from uh, my friends over at Synergy Sports. Uh, we'll uh, we'll do that coming up later on in the program. As always, if you want to get in touch with me, you can. You can email me. I am Peter at PeterEdmiston.com. That's Peter at PeterEdmiston.com. You could tweet me as well. Follow me at Peter Edmiston. Uh, that's P-E-T-E-R-E-D-M-I-S-T-O-N. You want to tweet me, just shoot me a message there. I uh, will be able to check it out. And hopefully we'll get back in touch. And as we did last week, and we'll do throughout, if you want to do a little pod Q&A. Uh, if I get enough uh, good questions that I can make a Q&A out of it, I will do that. And uh, you guys are always really good about that sort of thing. So I appreciate that very, very much. And of course, I couldn't uh, think about, uh, and of course, I couldn't really talk about uh, this weekend and about Thanksgiving and about what happened for the Grizzlies without bringing up uh, the loss that Zach Randolph suffered, a devastating loss for anybody uh, losing his mom. Man, it's tough. I lost my mom back in 2003. 
in uh, in September of that year, and, it, and it's still it's still I mean it's that's been 13 years now, and it still impacts me, especially around the holidays. To have it happen uh, right at Thanksgiving is especially brutal. Uh, I just it's hard to even know what to say. It, it's it's an awful feeling, and I, I I know all Grizzly fans. I know the the team is so close to them. You know, Mike Conley talked about it over the weekend. Mark, Tony, especially those guys that have been you know with each other for for seven plus years, you know, I'm sure they got to know May Randolph uh, in, in their own way, and obviously Zach is that's his mom. So uh, I send my absolute best wishes to Zach, his family, his you know wife, kids, all the whole thing. Man, it's tough. It is really really tough to to deal with that that loss, especially this time of year. Um, so I, I know he's. He's going to go through some stuff, and as David Fisdale said, when he comes back, he comes back. Uh, it takes people. Everyone mourns differently, man. There's no, there's no judgment here on when you mourn. You just, you got to get through it, and it's, it's brutal. It was really, really hard for me, and I can only imagine what it's like for Zach. So, send my thoughts and prayers and best wishes out to him. Now, let's talk about the Heat game, the first one, the one on Friday, uh, won by the Heat, ninety to eighty-one at FedEx Forum, and this was, this was a game that you know those of you that were there in a, in, a, in a good crowd on hand. Uh, unfortunately, the game really just didn't didn't match up with that because of the way things had gone, because of the week prior, two weeks really, hadn't had a lot of time away, the, the minute stuff. I don't really know, truthfully, like I know that there is a restriction, that there's a maintenance program, but the way things have gone so far for the Grizzlies, I don't know how that's actually manifesting itself. It seems as though they routinely... I don't know, ignore it or extend it, and then they kind of lurch into realization like they did on Friday, like, oh, geez, like we got to kind of keep an eye on these minutes a little bit. Um, and so it's all kind of all or nothing to, to some extent, which uh, leads to performances like we saw you know, Friday. That wasn't as bad as the one up in Minnesota earlier in the season, but it was it was in a, of a similar type. And obviously the situation with uh, Zebo contributed to all of that too. You know, and had it been against a Miami team that was – you know, even remotely healthy, that would have been a 20 or 30 point loss. You know, the Grizzlies played really poorly in that game, and they did so against a Heat team that was missing so, so many players that, you know, that 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 really kept the score down. But the Grizzlies, most for the most part, weren't really in that game. So many turnovers, so many turnovers. And the turnovers were, were a critical part of that game. If you look at the way that it went, uh, 18 Grizzly turnovers led to 23 Miami points. Nine Heat turnovers turned into two Grizzly points. So that right there is your difference. It was a 90 to 81 game, and the Heat were plus 21 in points off turnovers. Huge, huge. And of course, Tyler Johnson had a huge game too off the bench. He's quick. He's quick. He had not played very well until the last week or so of the season and then he 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 burst into life Wednesday uh, up at Detroit and then in this game as well he he went nuts 22 points 8 of 17 off the bench you know our old friend James Johnson uh he of the neck tattoo and of the mixed martial arts background uh had some key blocks finished with 13 points off the bench meanwhile the Grizzlies did get Mike Conley off the bench for 23 minutes but you know because of the starting lineup which was Andrew Harrison Troy Daniels Tony Allen, Jermichael Green, Marcus Gasol, uh, just no cohesiveness and a bad night really for Andrew Harrison uh, on both sides. Didn't defend particularly well and, and wasn't great offensively. Uh, was 0 of 8 from the field. And, and just in terms of his decisions about which shots to, to take, 
how to run the offense. It's he's he's shown how how far he is from from being where he needs to be. I think this game again was another example of Troy Daniels and the fact that you just can't play him. Uh, you know, I, I I don't know what happened to the guy. You know, I I really liked the signing. I liked at the time. I there's nothing wrong with with what they did. There was nothing wrong with it whatsoever. I mean, it made perfect sense. That the money's not huge. I mean, none of that stuff. It, it, it was it was fine, but the guy can't play. He just he's not ready. I mean, I don't know what he does. I don't know what he does out there. He, he played he played hard. You know, he played hard, but you saw why he got a DNP CD the next night in Miami. He's not ready. He just and, and I don't and, and and seeing because of that and because of the way that that this game happened and what happened afterwards, I I don't know where you go from here with the guy. I mean, considering the injuries, how little they've got at the wing spots right now, uh, with you know with no Chandler Parsons and with Tony Allen continuing to be somewhat limited, you know because of his his injury situation, you know the fact that the Wade Baldwin has been sent down, came back, you know there the Andrew Harrison is not a natural fit there. There there's you know Vince Carter, uh, he's playing more of a three four, but you know there's room at the wing spot and one of those wing spots because of his, you know, inability to play on a major major level because it's just just a little bit older. I mean, there's minutes to be had there and you the fact that you can't give them to this guy that you signed and you tried, tried to give him 19 minutes, tried to give him a start uh with that with that young group in Miami and, and you saw right out of the gate, I think it was the first quarter when Deion Waiters just 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 yanked the ball away from the guy. I mean, just told just just took it from him like it was like he was a little kid. Uh he's he can't play. So at this point Ooh, uh, you know, it was a it's a rough signing. It made sense uh, at the time, but yeah, I think you've now got to start thinking about uh, what what to do here, what to do with the guy, um, because I I don't I don't I don't see I don't see much future for him there. Tony Allen also had a bad night on Friday with that group. Never got going. Uh, was the worst plus minus guy on the Grizzlies in that particular game at a minus nineteen. Um, you saw some a few bright spots. I mean, Jarrell Martin hitting the boards really hard. Yeah, I still think there are some concerns about you know what he's going to do and his fit in these lineups. They don't seem like they're natural fits for him on the offensive end especially, but he hit the defensive glass really hard, which is a bonus for him. I saw some decent minutes from my man Deontay Davis, uh, including a couple putbacks, you know, hitting the offensive glass pretty well, a couple block shots. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's young. He'll get there. Uh, but I think there are – you can see the development happening. Uh, and Troy Williams, who was – you know, this was really – Troy Williams weekend nine points including a huge dunk Friday night in FedEx Forum and then he comes down and scores 18 and we'll talk about that coming up uh you know Saturday night in Miami in the win this he's he yanked that spot right away from from Troy Daniels not only he did it in the preseason and he did it again the regular season just yanked that thing right away from the guy he's ready to go this dude is ready to go and with James Ennis out, you know, that there's that that's what I'm talking about. I mean, that spot is there. You know, there's no, you know, with him, with Tony, with all those things I was talking about, there's there's there are minutes of that position and they just aren't going to Troy Daniels. They're not going to go to Wade Baldwin. Uh they got to go somewhere. And Troy Williams, you got to give the man credit. He he grabbed it with both hands. He grabbed that brass ring and he made it work. Uh so kudos to him. Didn't happen immediately. He had a couple rough spots Friday night. But Saturday was was tremendous. But like I said, we'll we'll talk about that coming up in in a bit. The question really comes down to player development 
getting young guys minutes, can you do that without having these kinds of scheduled losses? You know, this is a Miami team that was missing a lot of players and was right for the pickings. And even, you know, had they been really all that healthy, you know, how good is this team? I think that's debatable. You, you throw one at home on the holiday weekend, uh, rolling out some pretty putrid lineups and some horrible offense. Is there a better way to develop your guys and to keep Mark and Mike on schedule minutes-wise you know, while not doing that? Is there a better way to balance it? I, I, I think there might be. That's a to me, seems like a reasonable criticism of David Fisdale. But if you take the longer approach and you talk about developing players, you talk about getting minutes for guys, then these are vital minutes. And as long as you take that long view and as long as it doesn't end up you know, costing the Grizzlies within a game or two from a playoff standpoint down the line, then I think you can, you can get away with it. But that remains to be seen. Keep an eye on that. There have been some that have criticized David Fisdale. Some fans are not very happy about it. I can understand that. I can get that, and I, I wouldn't have necessarily been thrilled to buy the ticket to watch what we saw on Friday. Much better was the performance on Saturday. And yeah, Saturday, boy, what a different game altogether. Much more entertaining. Good game of basketball, man. Uh, even with so many guys missing, you know, no Zach, no James Ennis, the same guys as before, but it was just with the actual minutes not being restricted and with rotations being pretty similar, tightened up considerably for the Grizzlies, but seeing the best players out there playing, it was a great game. Great game to watch and a hell of a finish. Uh, from Mike Conley, unbelievable down the stretch. Uh, he is incredibly clutch. He continues to be uh, w- one of the great clutch guys in the league this year. And I, I-, I got to tell you, I mean, the-, the the way the Grizzlies used him down the stretch was tremendous too. Uh, particularly the the three pointer that really kind of sealed it, and made it one hundred eight, one hundred one, with about a minute twenty left. Uh, it was a beautiful play out of the horn set with Troy Williams. Uh, crossing over, setting a down screen to Michael Green, helping also to set a little screen for a flare uh, for for Conley to flare off of a, a cut. He kind of looked like he was going to do what they call like a zipper cut, like right up the the baseline or right up the lane line to to the top, and then he cut it off and flared out. And Marcus All was ready for it. Beautiful play. They've run similar ish plays before, um, and as I was tweeting about yesterday. Mike Conley, uh, according to the folks at uh, Synergy, you know he is one of the best players in the league in a couple different situations. Number one, in short shot clock situations, so kind of a measure of his clutchness, I suppose. But with four or fewer seconds left on the shot clock, he is the best in the league in efficiency uh, when it comes among players who've had twenty or more of those possessions. So players that that see the ball a lot down the stretch in a shot clock, he's the best. He's better than LeBron. He's better than Kyrie. He's better than Rodney Hood, who's high up on that list, by the way. Um, you know, Better than Steph Curry. Better than Kawhi. Kawhi's very clutch. Better than any of those guys. He's the best in, in those situations. He also happens to be extremely proficient off screens. One of the best off screen shooters in the NBA this year. And, and yet, that really is only as of this recording, 6% of his offense comes off screens. But he is 
one of the absolute best in the NBA at doing it. Now, he is right now shooting an effective field goal percentage of 86.1% in those situations, which means he is making a hell of a lot of three-pointers. Uh, and that was what he, what you saw down the stretch. He's been doing it all year. That's why David Fisdale wants to use him off the ball. And that's why you see guys like Andrew Harrison, you know, getting uh, a lot of time on the ball, even when Mike Conley's out there. Mike Conley is the best offensive weapon that the Grizzlies have in most cases. And certainly in, in those kinds of cases down the stretch of games, when you need big shots, he's tremendous. You got to get him off the ball to do it. And, and Fisdale, I give him credit because he's, he's kind of had to at times shoehorn it in. But it's it's worked, and in, in you saw late in that game, uh, they were ready for it. Uh, I mentioned Troy Williams. Troy Williams was superb. I mean, for for a kid making his second career start, um, and you know the first one coming in, in strange circumstances, this one was a much more quote unquote real start with real need for him to perform. He did. He performed. Hit a couple threes uh, in that fourth quarter. Was was big for this team big they needed all those points they needed everything he provided he was absolutely outstanding in in the ball game finishing with uh 18 points and 18 huge points for the grizzlies as they uh, end up winning that game 110 to 107 but i thought he was tremendous and he was a good defender um you know he got burned a couple times but that's to be expected in, in his situation but he finished, you know, grabbed uh, three boards, a couple of assists. One of them was a particularly nice assist. Played some good defense. I, I thought he was spectacular, really, considering the expectation and what you thought you would ever get from Troy Williams. I mean, that's the kind of thing you'd expect a guy like Troy Daniels to give you, um, you know, with his pedigree and the fact that he's played in the NBA. But Williams, with his size and with, with his ability, I, I thought it was just a it was an excellent performance. But really, all the starters in that game. From you know Tony Allen, who had his moments, hit the glass really hard, uh, was very aggressive on the offensive end. Michael Green, who was hitting threes like they were going out of style, finishing with his 12 points. Marcus All, huge in the first half, uh, was just hitting everything. Uh, 12 point first quarter, leading his way to a 28 point ball game. Uh, six assists, two had and should have been seven. Had a beautiful behind the head assist that wasn't because Tony Allen blew a layup. And I, I know it's hard to believe, guys. I'm, I'm as shocked as you are that Tony Allen blew a layup. But sure enough, that's exactly what happened. He blew the layup, and uh, and, and, and it didn't work, and so Mark should have had a seventh assist. I, just in your mind, just assume Mark has that, that seventh assist. Um, and then, you know, the bench didn't do much, but all the starters were in double figures. And, you know, this was a real tight, real tight kind of rotation. My man Deontay Davis with a couple of big blocks the first quarter. One of them a spectacular block. Well, really both were spectacular in their own way. Uh, I continue to be impressed with what he's doing. Uh, one nice move from from Jarrell Martin, too. But other than that, really not a lot of notable stuff from the bench. Andrew Harrison getting the foul line eight times is nice uh, in his 24 minutes, but he was largely just okay. I'm not going to say ineffective, but but he was just... He, he was he was just okay. Grizzlies did get to the foul line 33 times in this ballgame, which ended up being a huge part of the game. And they went from turning it over, you know, 18 times in the game before with that more janky kind of makeshift lineup to a much more settled lineup, turning it over just six times, just six turnovers on the road. That was huge, huge. And it coincided again with a much more tight 
much more standard set of rotations that David Fisdale used. But uh, I thought that was a, a really entertaining, fun game of basketball. A lot to like about Troy Williams. Continue to be really blown away by Mike Conley, Marcus Saul. And when they play, and they both played you know nearly 35 minutes, when they play, the Grizzlies are good. When they don't, the Grizzlies aren't. And you, you love to see them play together, but you need at least one of them on the floor as much as you can. I thought uh, down the stretch, too, you know, David Fisdell is learning, and he's learning you know, what he can and can't do. And he bought Mike Conley a few extra minutes of rest by going with Andrew Harrison you know, in the fourth quarter, probably the middle part, a big, big chunk, when the game was very much in the balance. Two or three-minute stretch where Conley was off the floor, but that really fueled him because... I mean, the man scored 13 uh, or scored 11 points in the last three minutes of the game. Had he not had that rest, would he have had the energy to do that? I don't know. Who's to say? But uh, it worked out really well at the end for for David Fisdale and for the Grizzlies. They needed the win, and, and they got it going into tonight's matchup, which we are just about to talk about with the Charlotte Hornets. Whoa, 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 hold on. Just before we get to the 3Q preview, it's coming. It's coming. I just wanted to throw in a little trade rumor update. Not directly about the Grizzlies just yet, but I just wanted to note that over the weekend, the Kings have allowed Omri Caspi's agent to start sniffing around for potential deals. And if you remember Mike podcast with uh, uh, our pal, Matt Herdlicka, who uh, we went through various trade scenarios and all kinds of fun stuff like that. One of those scenarios that I threw out there was just uh, Kings, Grizzlies involving uh, Omri Caspi. So now we are one step closer to that. Maybe Troy Williams plays fantastically well tonight, and maybe that totally eliminates all this stuff, and maybe James Ennis comes back, and Chandler Parsons is healthy, and everybody's happy, and, and there's no need to even worry about it. But... Are you sure about all that? And are you sure the Grizzlies couldn't use another fantastic shooter? Mm. Yeah, I think you probably could. Just just something to think about with the Kings. That trade is out there. You know, I, I wanted to, to lump in Willie Cauley-Stein as well, for those that didn't hear that podcast. I, I don't know whether that's even doable or not, but uh, just, just I'm throwing it out there, just letting you know there have been moves there's movement on that issue. So keep keep an eye out. Keep an eye out. Now on to the 3Q preview for tonight's matchup, the second matchup of the year and the second matchup in like a week with the Charlotte Hornets. Grizzlies were so good in the first matchup. That brings me to question number one. Can they come close to replicating that first half of offense, which was unreal, unreal in Charlotte? They scored 69. They looked like a well-oiled machine. Now, obviously, without Zach Randolph, that will change things considerably, uh, certainly from a bench standpoint. But the movement, the, the shooting, all those things, they do match up relatively well. You know, some of the strengths that the Grizzlies bring to the table are things that, that Charlotte does not necessarily deal with all that well. So those are things that you could look at and be very pleased if you are the Grizzlies uh, going forward. For example, did you know that the Grizzlies 
have a couple of offensive advantages that the Hornets don't deal with very well. If you look at the propensity for them to spot shoot, the Grizzlies are actually a decent spot shooting team in terms of their efficiency. They are 12th in the league, according to Synergy. They're also 7th in terms of posting up. That makes up almost a third of their offense, and those happen to be two areas where the Hornets don't match up particularly well defensively. And, you know, now there could be some personnel things that the Hornets have to deal with because the Hornets, you know, offensively are pretty good and defensively they're actually pretty good. But it just so happens that those two areas in particular are big advantages for the Grizzlies and they make up a big chunk of their offense. That's why the matchup was so good in the, the, the first time around. And I think you'll you'll see more of the same uh, in, in this one. Now, that brings me to question number two, which is Nicholas Batum was questionable Saturday against the Knicks. He's still dealing with that corneal abrasion, which that sounds that sounds like it sucks. Never had one of those, but that sounds horrible. Can he go, and, and would it actually be worse since that means more Kaminsky? If he's out, Kaminsky was a guy that killed the Grizzlies last time, uh, was really good, and was actually Kaminsky was good again on Saturday. You know, he's playing really well. Not the, the, the weirdest thing on Saturday for the Hornets was the fact that Jeremy Lamb had 17 rebounds. Jeremy Lamb had 17 rebounds in that game. But anyway, um, yeah, more Kaminsky may not be a great thing for the Grizzlies, but I'll take it considering the alternative, particularly on the defensive end. Nick Batum, far, far better, far better than Frank Kaminsky on that end of the floor. Could be a problem, though, for the Grizzlies. And finally, number three, question our final one. It's pretty simple. Is this the real Troy Williams? Did we finally see on Saturday the emergence of the real Troy Williams? And if that guy will start, and I, su- I presume that he's going to get the start again in this ball game, uh, if he starts and plays like that, what happens? Does that change what the Grizzlies want to do from a trade standpoint? Because you bring Ennis back, and then you have a, a Troy Williams playing that well, can be effective off the bench, give you 10, 15 minutes in that same role. Um, I, I think that, that takes a lot of the pressure off. But let's see what Troy Williams can do tonight have, coming off of a career-type performance, coming off of a big-time performance like that. You know, that's the hardest thing to do in the NBA is to keep doing it over and over and over. And that's what's been so impressive about Mike Conley this year is he's pretty much done it night in and night out in some form or fashion. He's had a few off nights, but by and large, he's been pretty consistently great and has come up clutch time and time again. You know, but he's been in the league for a lot longer and he's a lot bigger star than Troy Williams. I don't expect Troy Williams to have 18 points, 20 points, whatever. I, I just want to see what he can do. Tonight, if he can keep playing well in those kinds of minutes that he got, he got some big minutes on Saturday, 35, more than anybody else wearing a Grizzly uniform. If he gets anywhere close to that and can be reasonably productive, then Grizzlies might have something here. Thank you once again for joining me here on Locked on Grizzlies, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. If you want to shoot me an email about the show or if you want to find out more about advertising on this podcast, please feel free to email me whatever you want. Peter at Peter 
com. That's Peter at PeterEdmiston.com. Follow me on Twitter at Peter Edmiston. Check me out every morning, 7 to 10. Wolo and Peter in the morning, Real Sports Talk, Sports 56, 87.7 FM. Read me in the commercial appeal in the numbers game each and every week. Thanks go out to Audio Nautics as well for help with the music. And, of course, please subscribe and review. I would love it and really appreciate it if you would do that. Until next time, thank you so much. You have been Locked on Grizzlies. Locked on Grizzlies, your daily podcast on the Memphis Grizzlies. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. 